What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the PWO Show, the Pro Wrestling Outsider Show. My name is Mark, and let's just get right into it. No need for intros. The Royal Rumble's coming up, and I'm super excited to talk about it. And now, unfortunately, um, last couple of weeks haven't been too uh, great for Kyle and I's schedules to get together. I was uh, very much under the weather last week. Kyle, this week, he's actually got a lot going on, family, work, um, and the little sucker's getting ready to go on the Jericho Cruise Part 2. He was there last year, he's going again this year, um, so he's got a lot to go on before leaving for the weekend. Um, so Kyle, if you are listening to this, have fun, um, get me some autographs, I want some photos, heck, even if you meet a wrestler or two, maybe try to get a little bit of a voice uh, snippet for the podcast, you know what I'm saying? Um, but no, I'm super excited. The Royal Rumble, to me, has always been one of my favorites, you know, like, and yes, different events are, are, are favorites for different reasons, and WrestleMania being one of the biggest ones, but for me, as a wrestling fan, uh, the Royal Rumble was actually one of the first events I've, I saw as a kid. Um, I remember I was into wrestling very, very young, uh, you know, playing with the toys, watching some clips here and there, but my first uh, start-to-finish event I ever saw was Royal Rumble 1992, um, the one that Ric Flair won, where I think it was the first time ever the WWE, WWF at the time, championship uh, was to be crowned in the Royal Rumble. So super cool. I remember seeing, you know, Sid Vicious, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, the list goes on and on, and it was absolutely phenomenal. So this one kind of hits home to me a little bit. So pretty, pretty excited. So what I want to do, I don't, you know, this week's podcast ain't going to be too, too long because it's just me. I want to kind of go over SmackDown, go over Raw. Of course, before um, the Royal Rumble, we still have one more SmackDown to go, which is tomorrow night on Friday. It's Thursday night right now that I'm recording this. Um, you know, and lots have gone on. Um, you know, when Kyle gets back is one I kind of want to talk more about, you know, the NXT event that just went on this past weekend and such. But this week, I really just want to kind of talk about the Royal Rumble and a little bit of the events leading up. Um, So let's kind of get into it a little bit on the SmackDown side. So SmackDown kind of opened up a a little bit exciting, I I thought anyways. So of course, The Miz, previous week on SmackDown, we saw a little bit of a heel turn in his match against Kofi. Miz is showing some frustrations. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of tough because I thought the Miz was in a great spot where he can be a little arrogant and a little bit of a dick, but at the same time, you know, kind of still work really well as a babyface heel, you know, like he wasn't really categorized as one or the other, but looks like he's going in the way of the heel. He introduced on Miz TV, John Morrison, um, really kind of a shame that John Morrison really didn't get that much of a pop. You know, the, the SmackDown crowds lately have been a little a little thin in regards to reaction in general. Um, but John Morrison, you know, hits, you know, hits the ring, comes back, great entrance. Uh, you know, they kind of show a little reel of the past history because a long, long time ago, The Miz and John Morrison were, you know, best buddies, best friends, tag team champions. Um, you know, the, 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 the montages they would do. You know, like just like the interviews they would do were almost kind of like, um, like movie interview type things, and they would kind of razz on people and razz on their on their opponents, and just it was really really great. And you know, something about the the more edgier I don't want to say attitude era, but it was the more like the ruthless aggression era. This tag team really kind of hit its stride, so it's kind of cool to see them back a little bit. To be honest, 
now that we know we're going to see, you know, tomorrow night, we're going to see Biggie and Kofi take on Morrison and The Miz. What I kind of hoped to see in The Miz TV was that John was going to kind of, you know, Miz was here to be like, yeah, John's back. Like, I got someone to have my back, my best buddy. And then John would have just shut him right down. And then we could could have seen a, you know, a John Morrison Miz match kind of come up. But no, it looks like they're on the same side. Miz took on Kofi right after that segment. Um, of course, The Miz won due to... A little bit of a distraction by John Morrison hitting a flip on Big E, kind of caught, um, you know, uh, oh my God, what 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 the heck's the Miz finishing move, the uh, the fin- something finale. Anyways, um, hit his hit his finisher one two three once again. You know the the Miz, you know, trying to sneak his way through to a victory. But of course, that kind of builds a little bit more to the Rumble, especially too. The big question is at the Rumble, are we going to see the tag team championships defended? Um, I'm sure a lot more will be kind of defined tomorrow night on SmackDown. Right from there, we kind of built right into a Firefly Funhouse segment to continue the build between The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Daniel Bryan. We saw Elias um, kind of come out, do a little song. I kind of feel bad about Elias. You know, Elias, before his injury and before he was out for a little bit, was kind of, you know, on the uprising and then kind of a little stagnant, you know, a little stale, doing the same thing over and over again. If anything, kind of just getting his butt kicked over and over again. And since he's been back, it's kind of been the same thing, you know, doing a couple of in-ring things, making fun of some people, you know, and either getting somewhat of the edge over or just getting made fun of and just in stupid little silly storylines. So I really hope that at some point they find something for Elias. I don't exactly know what that is, but the great thing about Royal Rumble season is it becomes the road to WrestleMania. And the road to WrestleMania, the Monday night after, kind of that's their new year. So definitely I think there's some there's some good character development changes, new storylines we're going to see in the next couple of months in WWE. And I really hope that Elias is part of that change. Then from there, we saw Alexa Bliss take on Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose did win due to the distraction from Otis. Um, there's that little side storyline between Mandy Rose and Otis where kind of, you know, he likes her. She's not having it, but now she's kind of warming up to it a little bit more. Don't really know. It's kind of like a, a second version of the Lana, Bobby, Lashley, Rusev storyline. But, uh, but then we saw Lacey Evans supposed to take on Sasha Banks. Bailey, you know, pops out a promo holding the SmackDown Championship belt and talking about, you know, Sasha ain't here, she's got better things to do, you know, she's recording in the studio, you know, a spot opened up so she had to take it. Better things to do than to face, you know, Lacey Evans. Lacey wasn't having any of it, cut a promo, Bailey had some rude things to say, she goes back, they have a backstage brawl, kind of ends... You know, referees are pulling each other back. So clearly the, the Lacey Evans, Bailey Sasha storyline is continuing, which, um, you know, once again, is, we'll see kind of tomorrow if that's going to be something that it, it turns into something a little bit more than just, you know, like uh, will the Smack, Women's SmackDown Championship be defended at the um, at the Royal Rumble? Currently right now it's not slated to, but things can change tomorrow night. A little bit of a fresh Daniel Bryant look backstage, you know, turn into a little bit of a Firefly, Firefly Funhouse promo. Um, you know, really, once again, they're building the whole, it's a new Daniel Bryant, you know. You, the Fiend was able to crack everyone else, like Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, The Miz. You know, The Miz is going crazy right now in SmackDown because The Fiend did it. You know, but, you know, Daniel Bryant is uncrackable. He can't do it. So, 
Uh, next thing you know, Braun Strowman came out. Nice little match against Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, non-title match. Braun did win. You know, Cesaro and Sami Zayn in Shinsuke's side. It was a little unfair advantages at time. But, you know, Braun, you know, the big man got the win. And maybe this looks like a turn. Braun's gone from hot to cold many times. And I know... You know, there's been some things you've been hearing in the back, but at the same time, there's also lots of word that Vince McMahon's a very big fan of Braun Strowman, and he doesn't want to push him too, too quick. If anything, some of the, you know, the rises of Braun have come a lot quicker than even they imagined, so it sounds like some of the time it's it's them pulling back the strings on Braun Strowman. But looks like this may turn into, you know, Braun Strowman getting an Intercontinental Championship match and maybe having his first singles title run. Because um, I think the only title he's held beforehand was the the, the tag team championships. We got a good little Sheamus uh, Sheamus promo in the back. We saw last week Sheamus come back, uh, a little bit of a brogue kick to Shorty G. Uh, looks like he's kind of you know putting himself back to where he was in a little bit of a, a you know a heel momentum and you know I don't know where Sheamus lands, but I just know that I think we're better to have Sheamus here with us in the WWE than not. Great competitor, strong competitor, unique competitor. Um, and I think, once again, just like Elias and just like a lot of people, you know, I hope his return doesn't find him lost in the shuffle. You know, maybe a bar reunion, you know, maybe they'll be in the Royal Rumble and Cesaro and, you know, Sheamus will kind of face off. And what are they going to do? Face each other or be a team? Who knows? But lots to go and lots to build on Sheamus in the next upcoming months. Roman Reigns comes to the ring, cuts a little promo, Uso's return, you know, cut a nice little promo once again on, you know, Corbin and his uh, his team. Corbin interrupts, turns into a match, Uso's versus Ziggler and Corbin. Revival come in, Roman comes in. You know, at the end of the day, it's really back and forth. The team, the whole team Corbin and, and the people behind Roman, the struggle and, and the battle and the fight continues even after all these months. And then we did see someone who we haven't seen for the last couple of weeks uh, due to injury. Bobby Roode came back. So now Corbin's got Ziggler, Roode, even the Revival at times in his back pocket. And so it almost looks like uh, the King's courtship. You know, the circle of the King, Corbin, his, 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 uh, his team is growing mighty and strong. So if anything, I almost feel like they should just do something with it. You know, like just consider it... Consider it a team, you know, and it doesn't need a cheesy name, and I know they're kind of doing that, but you kind of see Revival in, Revival out, and, you know, Ziggler and Rude have been a little bit more consistent with Corbin, but I don't know, I would kind of like to see maybe a unit, you know, like like Corbin Corbin's guys, you know, but they're more of a, more of a unit, and I, I know that kind of sounds a little silly because we've been kind of seeing it, I don't really know what I'm trying to say in the sense of, you know, titling it, but... I really think that, you know, for example, Sam Roberts had a great idea a couple months back saying, you know, it would be a shock if Corbin continued to get the better of Roman and then eventually Roman would join Corbin's side, you know, and eventually Kofi Kingston would join his side. Ziggler can join his side. Rude can join his side. I know they both are now, but the one common thing everyone has on that team could be the frustrations of the fans, the frustrations of opportunity and everything else. So I know that was a little bit of an out there and it doesn't really seem like we're getting that way, seeing as how heated Roman and Corbin really are getting. But I'm excited to see where all of this shapes out and especially to what the big question is going to be, what happens after 
the Corbin and Roman storylines, which I'm sure it's going to probably come to head through to the Rumble, you know, leading through the pay-per-view afterwards, and maybe even to WrestleMania, who knows, but... Uh, and then finally, of course, you know, one thing that we really saw, which is something that I made a comment on a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, my prediction a couple of weeks back was that at WrestleMania, we're going to see Daniel Bryan defend the title against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I know that also involves The Fiend losing the title, and I think we need to be more open to people losing and not losing faith in people that lose, because it almost seems like people are like, hey, if you make The Fiend lose, you're burying The Fiend. Now, let's remember people. We are behind people as much as we, the fans, want to be. So if you want to skip out and you want to just stop supporting The Fiend just because, you know, they lost or they're not the champion, that's on you. That's not on the WWE. So I think we really need to remember we can be behind people all that we want to be behind. And I think we can live in a world where The Fiend is not the champion. And if anything, what really intrigues me about Daniel Bryant and Roman Reigns is the story. Years ago, when, you know, when Daniel Bryant was going through his injuries and potential retirement and returning and everything else, it was Roman that was on the up and up. And because Daniel Bryant was coming back, you know, I remember one of the Royal Rumbles where like midway through Daniel Bryant got eliminated and everyone was pissed. And that was the same Royal Rumble that Roman Reigns won. And, you know, everyone was booing. Even The Rock was in the ring holding him, holding his arm up, being like, the man won and everyone's booing. And you can even see The Rock being like, what the hell? Like, why? You guys were cheering. Like, Roman was your guy. Like, you wanted Roman to succeed in the Shield more than anyone. And he did. Like, what's going on here? So if anything, there's a story to tell where, you know, maybe a heel Roman Reigns can look at Daniel Bryan or whoever a competitor is and really look at it, and specifically Daniel Bryan in this case, and go, you cost me everything. I had it all lined up and you had to come in and out and in and out. And, you know, it was because of you the fans started to hate me. You know, and so that can be a really, there's already a story there and they can just play that and grow it and, and that would make it for a great main event at WrestleMania. So who knows where we're going to get with that. That kind of ended off SmackDown, uh, really talking about a little bit of the history and what could be. Um, but I almost feel now that Roman straight out said, well, if you beat The Fiend and I win the Rumble, that means at WrestleMania we're getting Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Now that you kind of called it out like that, it kind of makes me feel like it's not going to happen. Or maybe a version of it may, but not exactly that. So, we'll see. Getting right into WWE Raw um, just a couple days ago. You know, what was funny is even more for a three-hour show, not too many highlights, but we got some, some decent stuff. But, you know, some of the segments were actually pretty long drawn out for a three-hour show. So really, the highlights that I put down for Raw is, of course, the Open. Oh, and the Open was great. Randy Orton coming out, building the feud between AJ Styles. Drew McIntyre coming out saying, we're all in the Rumble. Shut up. Do people want to hear us complain or do people want to watch us, you know, beat each other up and want to fight? Triple threat match. Obviously, Randy and AJ got the best of each other, continuously trying to do each other's moves. Um, where then, you know, Randy Orton got the RKO to Drew getting the Claymore kick. And Drew McIntyre standing strong. Ricochet versus Mojo. Surprisingly a good match. Um, Ricochet once again on top. But Mojo started to look a little bit better than he has been. 
Uh, and I know they've been trying to slowly push him in weird ways, you know, man in the mirror, blue face paint and everything else. And, and of course, just to kind of skip on to a little bit later on, uh, we, you know, Mojo is now the new 24 seven champion, you know, after defeating, uh, our truth after his crazy segment with Brock Lesnar, which we'll get into in a second, Charlotte Flair took on a very new, uh, slightly a new, or I, sorry, not slightly, she still looks the same, button. Sarah Logan has athletically taken, t- taken, sorry, a massive formation, you know, a, a change, you know, like she's, she's in crazy shape, she looks great, you know, and I think in that match, even though Charlotte did win, you know, my only one disappointment in the match was, you know, Sarah looked good, but they didn't really give Sarah that much of a chance for offense, you know, so she kind of had her moments, but it was really, you know, Charlotte Flair, you know, having her way with Sarah Logan, you know, I think, you know, Sarah's great, you know, she's been, she's been proven to be able to get in there and handle herself, and I just think they need to give her more opportunities, more stories, more time, and I think specifically what will get the fans behind a Sarah Logan not just with how she looks now, because she looks incredible, but, you know, letting her show how good she can be in the run, in the ring. Because I don't think we've gotten that. You know, even with the Riot Squad, a lot of it was about Ruby Riot. And, you know, you had Liv Morgan and, you know, Sarah Logan. They were a team and they were great, but Liv and Sarah were kind of on the side and it was really all about Ruby. So... I don't know. Just, I think, let's give Sarah a chance. I'd love to see some more in-ring work with her. Because I think the more the fans can see how good and how strong she is, that's when people will turn around on Sarah a little bit more. All right, right from there, we have the Brock Lesnar segment. The crazy, awkward, then-turned-hilarious segment. So, long story short, Brock Lesnar comes out with Paul Heyman. They're talking about the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, threatening to leave because, you know, they were getting you suck chants. Now, Heyman was really grilling into the crowd, so deservingly so. Talked about, once again, this is a spoiler. And I think what's very interesting, which I got to fact-check a little more, but maybe I'm wrong, but every time Heyman has said a spoiler, you know, prediction is one thing, but whenever he says spoiler, he's always right. I don't think he's ever been wrong when he says this is a spoiler. So that's quite an interesting little tidbit. Of course, the spoiler is Brock Lesnar joins the Royal Rumble at number one, and Brock Lesnar leaves the winner of the Royal Rumble, even if he's number one. I personally don't think that's going to happen. I think that would be really lame. Brock's held up the division already. I'm already not a big fan at all that. I'm sorry. I'm a huge Brock Lesnar fan massive since he debuted his UFC run everything about Brock love it great guy um you know big fan of him however this hold up of the title go away for months come back it's really holding things up and I know we've said it time and time again but it really is you look at the top echelon you know when Brock could move aside or he can be having those you know those big matches every couple of months where it doesn't need... Because Brock Lesnar is the attraction. It's not Brock Lesnar as the champion. So when you look at people like Roman and Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and Drew and everyone else kind of fighting their way and Randy and AJ and, you know, they're kind of finding their path through storylines and they're doing a good job, but they could be fighting for the... You know, two or three of them could be fighting for the championship and not have so many top talent superstars 
kind of finding their way through. So I really hope, you know, once again, we prayed for this last year and the year before, kind of all came back. But I really do hope that Brock eventually loses the title and, you know, finds his way, you know, to be a marquee star. Because I think the fans would be behind Brock Lesnar a lot more if he wasn't the champion. I really do. So, we're going to see. But anyways, the segment on, on uh, Raw, our truth comes down. Our truth kind of comes down. He's talking about how he's the 24-7, you know, 48-7 European television, you know, champion. Um, talking about how he's going to, for the first time ever, the 24-7, 48-7 champion, he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. And he's going to be happy when he, when he eliminates Paul Heyman and sees Paul Heyman go over the top rope. Paul, of course, had to remind him, I'm not in the Rumble. Brock's in the Rumble. And then you got the classic R-Truth. My bad. <laughs> I, di- I didn't know. Sorry. Hold on. Now, 24-7, 48-7, you know, European television champion. Uh, I'm now going to um, uh, undeclare un- myself from the Royal Rumble. I'm now out. Um, kind of threw some jabs at, at Heyman, kind of which turned into Brock taking him out and F5 and him, you know, kind of picks up the 24-7 championship belt. And if anything, what kind of was interesting was, you know, for a quick second, and I think everyone felt this way, was Brock going to pin R-Truth and take the 24-7 championship? But no, looked at it and kind of laughed at it a little bit and threw it back on R-Truth, left. And then, of course, afterwards, we saw that's where we saw Mojo come and, you know, claim his championship spot as the new 24-7 champion uh, by taking advantage of a down our truth. After that, and last rule part that we saw, um, or that I saw anyways, unless my feed cut out, my for whatever reason, my raw feed this week was a little all over the place. But to my, you know, my watching, uh, the main event was Bobby Lashley versus Rusev. Great little match. You know, really good match between these two. Probably the better of the few bouts they've had. Um, but once again, kind of turned a little weird. Bobby Lashley won. Liv Morgan came out, kind of standing, staring at Lana. Lana took, you know, a drink, put it in her face. Rusev was distracted. Boom. Big spear. Bobby, one, two, three. That's it. You know, Liv kind of sitting there soaked from a soda. Really mad. I don't know. Once again, this whole story is, God bless him for committing to it. They've been sticking to it. They've been they've been giving it their all. Um, but where do we go? Where is the end? You have Rusev fighting Bobby because he's jealous, but then you have Rusev saying, "I don't care." Like, I, I'm going out. I'm going out in the town. I'm meeting some ladies. Like, I want to divorce Lana, but then you know, so I can kind of understand how why you would feel that way, but also still be mad at whoever your your wife is with. But if he doesn't care, then just, you know, it's it's really weird. And then Liv's part about, you know, you know, having relations with Lana and stuff, that's fine. Just where does it go? And so especially Royal Rumble coming up, WrestleMania coming up, where does any of this go? I'm assuming in the next couple of months or soon we're going to see this whole storyline end. How they're going to end it, I have no idea, but I don't know. Maybe it was a ruse all along. Maybe Rusev and Lana get back together and make fun of Bobby. I don't know. Like, who knows? 
All right, last piece of today's podcast, folks, is I kind of really want to go over the Royal Rumble card. And also, who do we know is in the Royal Rumble um, on which brand now? So, of course, what we do know, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin in the singles match will happen at the Royal Rumble. Becky Lynch will defend her Raw Women's Championship against Asuka. The Fiend Bray Wyatt will defend his... um, (laughs) I said this the other day by accident, and I laughed, and then I th- and then I thought that it was the lamest thing. Instead of the Universal Championship, I called it the Blue Universal Championship. I'm sure all of you, and Kyle, if you're if you're listening, you're probably shaking your head, saying how dumb that was. But I had to chuckle because I actually didn't mean to say it on on purpose. So, um, so yeah, so so kind of, and then of course we have the Women's Royal Rumble match and the Men's Royal Rumble match. So. Roman Reigns versus Corbin. I think Corbin is going to get the edge once again on Roman because I think the payoff is going to be Roman getting the edge on Corbin. Becky Lynch, I think, is going to lose the Raw Women's Championship. Here's two things that's going to happen. Becky Lynch is going to lose because Kari Sane will help Asuka win. And then the road to WrestleMania will be Becky wanting to get her title back. Or Becky will retain and Ronda Rousey will return and potentially be a unexpected individual in the female Royal Rumble. Fiend Bray Wyatt will probably win, but what I what my prediction is going to be was what I said earlier, and I gotta stand by it, where Daniel Bryant will win the Universal Championship um, and go on to WrestleMania to defend that championship against the men's Royal Rumble winner. Now Let's go take a little peek over to... Because there was actually some people in the Royal Rumble, uh, one person specifically, that I actually did not even know was in it yet. So here's who we know. So currently we have... Hold on here. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So 18 of the 30 people we have confirmed. We have one more event you know, tomorrow night on Friday Night SmackDown. So, of course, you know, maybe we'll get some surprise. And I'm sure we're going to get some um, NXT individuals. And if anything, I'm quite surprised with how they did everything with Survivor Series, that NXT was the third brand. I'm pretty surprised that, you know, they haven't announced, like, through NXT shows, they haven't announced NXT people that would be a part of the Royal Rumble. I thought that was a little bit of a miss, but once again, maybe I'm wrong. Who do we know that's going to be in? So, uh, first person we knew that was going to be in was Roman Reigns. Then we learned Brock Lesnar, the WWE Champion, will be number one. AJ Styles, Eric Rowan, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre. Then last week we learned that Elias, King Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Otis, and Tucker will be representing SmackDown. And then on Raw, this past week, just a couple days ago, we know Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, very interesting, and then apparently announced just, uh, let's see here, let me look at my, yesterday, announced on The Sun, Cain Velasquez will be in the men's 2020 WWE Royal Rumble. Very, very interesting. Now, here's something that's not so interesting, but intriguing. Women's Royal Rumble. 
There's 18 of the men announced so far. Only four females have been announced. Two in Raw, two in SmackDown. We know Charlotte Flair, Sarah Logan, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross. That's who I've seen, and that's documented from what I've seen, are in the Royal Rumble. I have not heard of anyone else. Quite interesting. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know why it hasn't been, you know... Like, I don't know. I did. I guess I'm a little lost on words for that one, guys. Like, why when it's your, you know, you're your, your just your brand new couple years in into this whole women's Royal Rumble thing. And I don't know. It just seems like you're shortchanging the women's Royal Rumble by only announcing. You don't need to announce all of them. It's like the men's. There's, you know, I'm sure NXT people would be in there and maybe, maybe a return. Maybe a new signing. I'm sure maybe John Morrison will be in there. Um... You know, maybe the Miz will be in there because the Miz also isn't is isn't listed, but maybe a couple surprise returns, maybe a legend or two. You know, sometimes they're they've been getting away from the legend stuff the last couple of years, but I don't hate a legend coming back every now and then for some fun. Um, but yeah, little, little interesting. Only four of thirty women. Um, Kind of interesting. Once again, I'm sure we're going to see lots of people from Raw and SmackDown, lots of women from NXT, and maybe some new signings, but just a little shortchanged. But that's what we know now. Quite, you know, so we know three matches, two Royal Rumbles will happen at... Uh, and of course, the Royal Rumble doesn't need to be filled with a bunch of matches because your, your long, um, you know, your long segments and your long matches will be the men's and women's Royal Rumble. So having only a handful of matches underneath that totally makes sense. It would actually be a really long night if you had seven, eight matches and two Royal Rumbles, you know, so, but no, but that's it guys. And you know, now to kind of go back, it's really hard to predict the Royal Rumble winners. Um, now when I look at the women's, it's really, 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 really hard. So I think the winner of the women's, I don't know who, but here's my side prediction. The winner of the women's will be someone from NXT. I think it's going to be someone from NXT. The winner of the men's, I don't want him to win, but I think it's going to be Roman Reigns. I think it's going to be Roman Reigns. Roman's been out of the spotlight for a while, you know, for a year plus or just about a year since returning, sorry. Um, and I don't know, I just... Even though I don't think the fans would want him to, I think I think that it's time to put Roman back in. But now the question will be, you know, if Daniel Bryan beats The Fiend, but what if Daniel Bryan doesn't beat The Fiend? Who challenges who? Does Roman challenge Brock? Because what we do know is Brock's not defending his championship in the Royal Rumble. And he's not defending it at the Royal Rumble. So we know Brock's going to be the champion going into at least the first pay-per-view before Mania, if not Mania. So I don't know. This one's a little a little, a little up in the air for me. Like, I think, but what I hope is something new. On the Twitter account, the day of the Royal Rumble, I'm going to shoot out my predictions, my final predictions. But I would say my soft ones are either... Ronda Rousey returns in the Rumble and wins it and goes on against Becky Lynch. Or 
um, an NXT star wins the Women's Royal Rumble. And then for the men's, I think it's going to be Roman Reigns. I, th- I, think, I think it's looking at it, or maybe a nice... Because I really think Brock going one and all the way to the end, there's no... So what does Brock do? Brock, Fiend, let's, let's, let's talk this out quickly. Brock goes one, goes through all of the 29, he wins the Rumble. What does Brock get? Brock gets a championship match at WrestleMania. Well, he is the champion, but so does Brock go up against The Fiend if The Fiend beats Daniel? Is it title? Is it champion versus champion? Which championship is on the line? You know, so that's where I, I look at things so many different ways. And so I do need to see... The reason why I'm a little bit more hesitant to give final predictions is because we, stu- we do still have a SmackDown tomorrow to kind of see if they're adding a couple more participants and such. So I'm going to kind of hold my breath a little bit, but I would say an nxt Ronda Rousey, if not Roman Reigns. Uh, for the men, so we'll see. I'm going to make my final predictions on Twitter on on this coming Sunday. So, you know, watch out for that. And yeah, so that's the Royal Rumble in this past week in wrestling, guys. You know, there's so much other things to go through, but I want to save a lot of topics for when me and Kyle are back together. So I really do appreciate the patience and time with all of this. Um, you know, once again, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you guys had a great holidays and New Year's. I hope none of you got sick. My whole family got sick a couple of weeks ago and it lasted a long time and you know even now still a little bit recovering from it but we're but we're but we're good uh but no love you guys thank you so much once again for all the support and, and uh yeah hit us up at the, at the pwo show on twitter and all of our social medias you know save download like rate review you know at pwo show the pro wrestling outsider show on all of your famous podcast apps we're on Spotify, we're on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Stitcher, we're on them all. So check them out. And once again, guys, my name is Mark. Have a good night.